service. What is up, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Full Service Podcast. I am Tank Smith, your host. Today is episode 51. Thanks for being here. Shout out to my guest from last week, Alexis Reynolds and her boyfriend. Alexis, I really appreciate y'all coming on the podcast. That was a lot of fun. If you have not yet, make sure you check out last week's episode. Give Alexis a follow on Twitter. She is at YourGFAlexisR. I have a link to her Twitter, her website, in the Libsyn page from last week. So make sure you hit that Libsyn page. Show her some love. While you were there, make sure you give us a follow on Twitter, on Instagram. We are at Full Service Pod. My personal Instagram and Twitter, at Tank Funkadelic. If you enjoy the podcast, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you hit that subscribe button, that like button, that follow button. You will be alerted as soon as a new episode drops. Ratings really do help for visibility for the podcast, so if you could give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, write us a review. Ooh, boy, it'll be beautiful. We got uh, some new uh, reviews recently, so I definitely have to read them this episode. It's, uh, it's a good time. Really pre- hey, if you write a review, I fucking really appreciate that. Even if it's not a good review, I'll be like, I'll read that shit. It'll be <laughs> I literally will read anything on this podcast. Uh- <laughs> But no, I appreciate you uh, being here. Last week was uh, episode 50. We made it 50 episodes to commemorate the 50 episodes. I will be giving away 50 full-service podcast stickers. I posted on Instagram and Twitter yesterday all of the stickers that we have. I think there's like eight different ones that I have right now. So if you want a sticker, all you have to do, DM me, Instagram or Twitter, at fullservicepod or at tankfunkadelic. Or send us an email, fullservicepod at gmail.com. We have so many ways to contact us. Uh, <laughs> DM me, send me an email, and I will send you a sticker. Because uh, fucking, thanks for listening to the podcast. We made it 50 episodes. Definitely would not be happening if no one was listening to this. So fucking, thanks for, thanks for being here. Today is a solo episode coming at you solo today. It's just me talking. If you're hearing this and you're like, God damn it, Tank, you didn't warn us. Hey, <laughs> Calm down. I didn't know it was going to be a solo either, but then I was like, hey, I got to talk to the people. Let them know what's up. I feel like it's been like maybe like three or four weeks since uh, I did a solo. So I'm like, hey, I got to gotta let people know what's up. We got 50 other episodes. If you're like, hey, I really want to hear a fucking interview. Hey, we got We got more episodes. Go uh, hit an older episode. Hit me back next week. I got an interview for you coming. I am excited about it. Who is it? I'm not telling. It's going to be... I don't know why I like like just surprising people with uh, what's going to happen that week. But uh, next couple weeks, definitely interviews today. It's just me by myself. Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about? We're going to look at the Bella Thorne OnlyFans controversy that's happened in the past couple days. I'm going to read those sweet reviews. I'm going to look back at the uh, Lucky Devil Lounge strip through that I uh, covered in an episode in May. I'm going to look at some other websites besides OnlyFans that you can use to support sex workers. And also, I talk a little bit about Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. What the... I don't, my buddy was like, dude, you better say her name right. Kamala Harris. And uh, also a show on Quibi called Sex Next Door that covers four sex workers in the Seattle area. So we uh, we got some topics we're hitting on today. We'll see if we hit that 30-minute mark. You know that's what we're striving for, baby. <laughs> that's all we need. But uh, I appreciate you being here. I'm, uh, I'm recording this on Monday. As of today, the... What's today? The 31st of August. It has been 174 days 
since I've done stand-up comedy, <laughs> which is a long time, but it's also not counting. I actually did a set in my room a couple weeks ago. I felt like it went pretty well. It was just me and the desk and, you know, my dresser and the TV and the bed, but I felt like they were pretty receptive to it. And uh, if there would have been people there, I feel like I might have got a chuckle or two. But uh, I feel like comedy, it's slowly but surely starting to come back. Clubs uh, clubs around the country are starting to open. I know New York's still stuff's still kind of closed, but people are doing shows in backyards, doing shows in rooftops, doing shows in fields, doing shows in breweries. Anything really socially distanced is really the only uh, option right now because people really don't want to be in close proximity. I, <laughs> I'm in Atlanta, and I saw yesterday... Some account posted on Instagram, there was a dude who, in the middle, I think it was probably 7585, right in like the downtown area, he drove to the left side of the median, parked his car, set up his PA and microphone, and then started doing it. He climbed up on the like uh, barrier between the uh, traffic, the lanes of traffic, and did a concert. Uh, so... If there's a will, there's a way. I'm pretty sure this dude also got arrested. I wouldn't uh I wouldn't suggest doing that. But also, you gotta you gotta play to the people. And if the people are stuck in traffic, they need entertainment. And this dude, I feel like he did like a couple 360 spins while on the barrier between traffic. It was fucking amazing. I don't I need to find a I'll see if I can find a link to it and uh post uh, the fucking post in the uh Libsyn page for this week. Y'all gotta see it. This dude, uh, that's, that's the definition of sacrificing for art. Shout out to that dude. I got to find out his name. Uh, but <laughs> you will not catch me doing that. I mean, I might set up a PA in a field and like yell at squirrels and shit. Uh, so I guess we're pretty much the same. Uh, <laughs> but I, I recently went to, I guess one of the first, uh, outdoor shows I've been to, uh, I went to a show back in, I guess, Probably like May when they started One Up Comedy back at Highland Ballroom, but uh, that since ended and the shows they're putting on shows at the Pond City Market Amphitheater Thursday through Saturday. So if you're in the Atlanta area and you're like, God damn, I need some smiles in my life, there are shows that you can attend. Pond City Market Amphitheater Thursday through Saturday nights. I think the shows might start at. Maybe like 7 p.m. You could probably go on their website. I'll find uh, see if I can find a link for that as well. But no promises. You might have to use Google for yourself. Um, <laughs> Tank's helpful, but he's sometimes not very helpful at all. He just tells you things, and you gotta you gotta figure out the rest. Uh, <laughs> but I do highly suggest it. It's a, it's a good time. But before we get into uh, before we get anything else, I wanna read some sweet reviews. We. Uh, <laughs> We got some reviews of the podcast recently, so if you write a review on Apple Podcasts, I will read that shit. It doesn't matter if it's a one-star review. I prefer a five-star review, but uh, I'll read it. And uh, I think it's and I know that some people just like hearing me attempt to read out loud. So if this is really fun for you, I hope I hope you enjoy this. Uh, <laughs> I got a review on August tenth. Five stars. What the fuck? By FG Baker, get dollar sign. Five-star review. The title of this review is Cream of the Crop. There are a lot of busters and ignorant podcasts out here, but Tank keeps it all the way funky. 
I don't know if they, that person listened to the podcast, but hey, I really appreciate I really appreciate the support. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> there's another review, uh, eighteen by Maddie Ice. Tankalicious back at it again. I already like this review. Wow, <laughs> Daddy Tank can do no wrong. <laughs> He knows how to get people to listen and talk about their lifestyles. He's funny, genuine, endearing, and just perfect. I'm so glad I came across this podcast. Seems to be fans. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, Maddie Ice, I really appreciate that review. That's that really nice. Five stars. Fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the last review by Matt BBW Lover. Shout out to Matt BBW Lover. I appreciate it. It's a good username. Five stars on uh, August 20th. Amazing podcast. This is one of the best on the topic. Oh, my God. Matt, BBW lover. Appreciate that, bro. Um, hey, that's... <laughs> I feel like I got through those reviews without stumbling too much. I feel uh, I feel pretty good about where uh, Hooked on Phonics has uh, placed me at this uh, this moment. In, uh, in May, I did an episode where I looked at uh, OnlyFans, I looked at Avian Stars, I looked at Fan Centro, I looked at Just for Fans, just basically subscription-based websites that sex workers are using. Along in that episode, I also looked at the Lucky Devil Lounge. It is a strip club in Portland, Oregon. At the time, in May, they had created a drive through strip club. In March of 2020, the governor of Oregon closed all in-call or all in-service like bars, I guess. So you couldn't go eat in a bar, you couldn't go eat in a restaurant. It basically, closed it down, which also in turn closed all strip clubs in Oregon as well. So the owner of the Lucky Devil Lounge collabed with an event company to create a drive-through strip club since they weren't allowed to have like in-bar service. So how it worked was the company put up a huge tent with railings so cars could basically drive through the strip club. They set up platforms. They had social distancing. They set up poles. And for $30, you basically pick up your food. You could drive through the tent. They're, they play a song for you. Dancers would dance. You could tip them and then be on your way and go eat your food. It was a strip club drive through. They, uh, they called it a strip through and it basically like took off all over the country. Uh, all over the world, people were doing this. And I actually reached out to the <laughs> the owner of the strip through today who owns the actual like event company that put up the tent because I called Lucky Devil because I was like I wanted to uh, I wanted to see like how it was going since they started up in April. When I called today, they'd actually have been since taken down. So I reached out to the company that actually was like in charge of like setting it all up. And the owner basically said it was they ran it through from mid April to I believe the last day was June 6th, he said. And they never reached 100 cars a day. He said the most that they could ever do was 95 cars, around like 95, 96 cars. And so in that roughly like, I guess a month and a half or I guess, yeah, a month and a half that it was open, like 50 ish days. They, uh, like over a thousand cars went through the drive through at lucky devil lounge. So if you're one of those, a thousand cars, that was a moment in time. And, uh, it's no longer, I, uh, <laughs> I asked about plans for the future. If, uh, they were going to bring the strip through back. And he said that most likely, uh, they'll do it for like kind of like a 
fundraising. They'll probably do it for like fundraising in the future, bring back the strip through. But uh, shout out to him, yo! Shout out for uh, replying to the messages on Instagram. That was uh, that was pretty cool. I feel like I really need to work on transitions between topics during the podcast because uh, <laughs> I just like have shit that I want to talk about. Then I'll be like, okay, talk about this one thing. All right, moving along. Next subject, all blended into you really don't know that we're sw- switching subjects. But uh, let's switch the old subjects to uh, OnlyFans and Bella Thorne. If, uh, if you have access to news uh, <laughs> or the internet, you've probably seen Bella Thorne mentioned... Uh, a lot in the past few days. There's been articles on NBC News, New York Post, BuzzFeed, the LA Times, The Guardian, Vulture, about Bella Thorne and OnlyFans. I honestly did not really know who Bella Thorne was before this weekend. Like, I knew she was somehow associated with Disney, but she was past my time. Uh, I was a Disney kid. I was a shocker. Oh my god. Tank grew up on Disney Channel original movies. It's true. I gotta say, for me, probably top one, Johnny Tsunami. That being said, I've not watched in a long time. It it might not have aged well. But uh, Johnny Tsunami, Brink, Halloween Town. I really enjoyed Halloween Town. Smart House was good. Luck of the Irish, ooh, that was a good one as well. Horse Sense, not so good. But uh, that's that's just a snapshot of how old I am. I looked on Bella Thorne's Wikipedia page, and she is most known for her role as Cece Jones in the Disney Channel series Shake It Up, which ran from 2010 to 2013. And also Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Chip Road, 2015, and Amityville, The Awakening. I'm just reading her Wikipedia right now. But uh, she created an OnlyFans last week, and within one day had already made a million dollars within three days had made two million dollars on the site and where the controversy comes in is on OnlyFans if you're familiar with OnlyFans you basically pay for the subscription and then the person you're subscribed to also sells content within their page where they'll like send you a direct message and say hey I have this video of X and I'm selling it for ten dollars so basically Bella was selling a lingerie set for two hundred dollars And people paid this, and it was not a nude photo set, and tried to do chargebacks on OnlyFans because they felt like they were basically, like, ripped off. There have been, like, screenshots going around of her, basically, direct messages saying she's selling, like, a nude photo set for $200, and then people felt like they were, like, ripped off. But that has, like, kind of since been debunked, that that was just somebody had made a screenshot but basically, she said she was selling a, a lingerie photo set for $200. People paid $200 thinking it was going to be nude. And it wasn't. Did chargebacks on OnlyFans. And in response, OnlyFans instituted a $50 cap on pay-per-view messages and a $100 cap on tips. And extended the payout from 7 days to 30 days for content creators. So if you are a content creator on OnlyFans and you're used to getting your payout in seven days, that is now create like increased to a month, which is a fucking long, I mean, that's a long ass time. In the wake of this, sex workers took to Twitter, took to Instagram to voice their concerns over OnlyFans' new policy. 
Only OnlyFans basically they said that it wasn't attributed to Bella Thorne at all. Their official response was transaction limits are set to help preventing overspending and allow our users to continue to use the site safely. We value all feedback received since this change was implemented and we will continue to review these limits. We can confirm that any changes to transaction limits are not based on any one user. So OnlyFans is saying it's not attributed to Bellathorn at all. This was in the works. It just happens to come on the heels of her $2 million payout and a lot of back charges from on the website. So who knows what the reasoning was, but it looks like Bellathorn definitely had to do with it. Her response to this whole thing was I wanted to bring attention to the site. The more people on the site, the more likely of a chance to normalize the stigmas. And in trying to do this, I hurt you. I've risked my career a few times to remove the stigma behind sex work, porn, and the natural hatred people spew. So she was super apologetic on social media, which, you know, you kind of have to do now, but OnlyFans was made huge by sex workers and somebody kind of like coming into the realm and like reaping the benefits of that only to have the site negatively affect sex workers. Uh, it's uh, shitty. It sucks. Hopefully OnlyFans will reverse the policy on the tips, on the payouts, on the pay-per-view content. But uh, time will tell. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens. In the episode I did in May that I mentioned earlier with uh, Lucky Devil... I reviewed other sites that you can support sex workers on besides OnlyFans. OnlyFans probably is the biggest, but there are other ones where you can buy content and support people. One of the ones that I mentioned in the episode is Avian Stars. I actually like that better than OnlyFans. Oh boy, did you say better than Yeah, I like it better than OnlyFans. On OnlyFans, if you are not subscribed to a person, you are not able to buy content from them. On Avian Stars, you are. Simple as that. It's uh, basically the exact same website, but uh, those are like the minor differences. But if you want to support sex workers on a site that is not OnlyFans, Avian Stars, I definitely recommend it. I also looked at Fancentro and Just for Fans. And I recently discovered like Frisk. I think uh, somebody mentioned that to me earlier, and then I've seen it kind of trending on Twitter. But it's like a social media platform that is super supportive of sex workers. It's just like OnlyFans. You can subscribe to someone's basically feed, see pictures and videos, and then also buy content from that person. Buy pictures, videos, or whatever else they're offering on the website. But uh, I see Frisk probably becoming bigger in the future as you know OnlyFans changes policies that uh negatively affect sex workers. So uh we'll see what happens. But uh if you want something like I said besides OnlyFans, definitely recommend Avian Stars and uh Frisk. Try it out. It's British. <laughs> oh yeah, I think uh really the only things I kind of wanted to cover besides that was a quick look at Kamala Harris. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I guess, two weeks ago, Joe Biden chose Kamala Harris as his uh, vice president running mate. And as soon as that happened, basically she was backed by the entire DNC, also uh, some LGBT groups as well. But some sex workers said that she has, throughout her career, been anti-sex work. 
As the Attorney General of California, she fought against Backpage in 2016. She was a co-sponsor of FOSTA-SESTA in 2018 that affected so many sex workers negatively. And when she was the AG in San Francisco, she put an end to Prop K, which was a bill written to decriminalize sex work in San Francisco. So that's kind of like, I guess, her track record. But since then, 2019, she has said she has come around to potentially decriminalizing sex work, but it seems like it's more kind of like a talking point, and uh, we'll see what happens in the future. But I kind of wanted to touch on that, and I saw an article, maybe it was like a couple weeks ago, uh, about a show on Quibi called... The Sex Next Door, and it follows four sex workers based in the Seattle area. I I guess it was just released, like, right at the beginning of August. I checked it out, and uh, it's pretty good. It follows three female escorts as one as a male dom. I'm never, I guess, I'm not, this is not an ad for Quibi at all. It's, uh, you can get Quibi, like, fucking, like, free for a week, and then I think it's, like, $4.99. I will be canceling my subscription. But, uh, yo, check it out. Sex Next Door on Quibi follows four sex workers in Seattle. Uh, it's a cool look behind the scenes in their lives. So, hey, check it out if you're, uh, into watching shit on your cell phone. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's all I wanted to talk about today. I appreciate you being here. We will be back next Tuesday. Oh boy, I got an interview for you. I got like two that I'm doing this week, and I'm not sure which one I want to air on Tuesday. So I have a client episode. I uh, review or I interviewed a client like I guess it was like last November. I met up with a rover and we did an interview. But I've had a few people reach out to me and they're like, "Hey, want to do another client episode?" And I do think it's important to get the client perspective as well, besides just literally my fucking perspective. So I know I have an interview this week, as well as a male sex worker that I'm interviewing in Arizona. I'm super excited about that. So I'm not really sure what I'm going to have next Tuesday, but definitely got an interview coming the next two or three weeks. We'll see what happens. But I appreciate you being here. You can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, at Full Service Pod. My personal Instagram and Twitter, at Tank Funkadelic. If you want to be on the podcast, if you want to hear anything talked about on the podcast, perhaps if you just want to write in and let us know how you're doing through this pandemic, through everything, our email address is fullservicepod at gmail.com. I'm Tank Smith. I appreciate you being here. I will see you next week. Later. service.